Hallelujah, it's good to have you at the chapel this morning. Hallelujah. How many got out of bed this morning? If you had to think about it, hopefully you won't the next time. Let me tell you, this is an exciting week. But next Sunday, remember that we have Labor Day weekend. And what we're going to ask you to do is come. And, you know, it's going to be a celebration of just being together in the goodness of God as we do every Sunday. But also, uh, we're going to have a family lunch. We haven't done this in quite a while. But we're going to go to Rose's up on 114 and I-35. And how many people have ever eaten at Rose's? Taco Tuesday. Oh, oh yeah, Taco Tuesday. And uh, it is probably one of the most inexpensive restaurants. And, and that has some pros and cons. But anyway, it has all the things that your family would need. And you say, well, Pastor, I don't like Mexican food. Well, come and sit with us and drink water and have a great time. There will always be an excuse not to come. But we want to make sure that you are invited right after our morning uh, worship service. Uh, that is a wonderful day that we're going to celebrate our millennials. And, uh, you know, every year on Memorial, our Labor Day, we, we celebrate a wonderful day. Uh, uh, two years ago, uh, Brianna spoke and did a great job. Last year, uh, Paul and Nami spoke. I hope you remember that. He did a wonderful job. This year, Mark Miller is going to bring the Word of God. And, and let me tell you, I... I talked to Mark because, again, he's my son, Paul and Brianna. I, I just kind of hoped and assumed that they would be ready, you know, to, to get an opportunity. And I looked at Mark and I said, Mark, you ready? He said, I've got three sermons, Dad. I only need one, okay? And so he is fired up and ready to go. And, and let me tell you, just as an exciting thing, our, our church is getting so close to opening up the ministry down at the west end of the property. You say, what ministry? That's the coffee shop that we've been building for like 15 years. <laughs> Maybe not 15, but it seems like it for the uh, general contractor. Let me tell you, this, this week we will see the, the finished product on the outside, the stucco. Uh, this week the landscaping irrigation should be in. I said should be in. And then uh, the inside is really 90, 95% complete. Uh, Luke and his crew and uh, Daniel and Brett and uh, who else? Hugo. Mark. Mark goes, hey, hey. And Heath. Heath is kind of like me. He's a supervisor. We kind of come around and go, a little dirt there on our Anyway. But we're having a great time just watching it go up. Let me tell you, there's a lot of work going into it. We want to encourage you. You might today just pull down there if you see some of us. Uh, there's going to be a lunch here for some of the workers of the next Christian education coming up September 16th. And we're going to invite you back on September the 16th, in which it is entitled uh, Back to Church Sunday. Now, I know some of us go, what? Back to church? I never left. But a lot of times our... our schedule during the summer is taking trips and vacations and kind of taking some family time and and sometimes that means not just staying at home but being on a trip away from home and uh, not being able to be at this church and so on september the 16th we're going to have the back to church sunday which is entitled you belong here on that day we have a special day planned and, and uh, i'm kicking off a new sermon series and a new Christian education where we're going to meet in the sanctuary around white tables. If you have been a part of that on Sunday evenings in the past, that is coming up. And let me tell you, that, that is very important because we're going to entitle it Inside Out, talking about our emotions and, and what goes on on the inside and working for the uh, behavior that comes outside. This morning, you know, I've been looking forward to this service for literally months because I knew that, you know, last year we sponsored or helped a, a church in Africa out. And this is our mission Sunday to keep us aware of where we are as a church and the things that we're doing. And hopefully, let me tell you, hopefully you are supporting our missions program. And if you're not after today, 
as we sing that song, it's a new day. After today, you'll say, you know what? I, I need to, I need, I need to get on board. I need, I need to invest in reaching out, not only here, because part of it is here around our neighborhood, but also around the world. Our coordinator of our missions department is Michelle Blair, and she's doing a great job. And I've asked her to come and kind of kick off this morning. Okay, isn't it great to be at church? Yes. Uh, what a blessing to have a church family. You know, you come into church, and it's just a good way to start your week off, right? And when I say that, if we got air conditioning, we're not sitting on the side. Give a nice, soft place to sit. But this is really not the church, the building, right? The church is you guys. It's me. It's all of us here. We are the church body, us people. And uh, we're not a mega church. We're a mid-sized church. But you, us, we have a mega heart. This may be mid-sized, but you people all have a mega heart for missions. I'm blown away by just the size of this church, but how big your hearts are for missions. And when I say missions, I'm saying foreign missions and missions are neighbors behind us, right? The, the neighbors right here. All of that is missions. What is missions? Spreading the gospel. And so when you are giving by praying for missions, our foreign missions, our local missions, praying and supporting them when you're giving, you're supporting all that. It is amazing what this mid-sized, mega-hearted church has been able to accomplish. It blows my mind. You guys know we just came back, the group came back from Honduras. You heard the stories. If you missed that, find out somebody that was there asking to tell you the story of what happened. Uh, lives transformed, and we're still supporting the church and the, the mission there in Honduras. That's some of the foreign uh, missions. We still give a lot to the community down the street there. How many people are going to drive on this very busy street and stop in for some coffee that may never walk inside this church because they're intimidated. They don't know if they belong, but they may stop for a cup of coffee and because of your prayer over that and your support of that, they're going to meet Jesus there. God's going to ordain it. The Holy Spirit will make it happen and lives are going to be changed by that outreach in this community. And so this week I was driving up home from work and I was like you know I have not stopped in to see how the coffee shop is doing I want to see how you know just see the outside so I pulled in and Mark was in there and Luke was in there and Daniel and this other guy's name they were all in there and they were working and it was hot and dusty and sweaty and Mark was really nice he paused his work and kind of gave me a little tour and I, I thanked him, but I couldn't almost get out of there quick enough because it was so dirty and so sweaty. And, <laughs> and you know, when I got in my car, I was like, my air conditioning. And I was like, oh, God, you are so good. Thank you so much for the mega hearted people in our church to be giving to support something like this. And then I said, thank you, God, that I work with air conditioning. <laughs> I certainly did not want to do the manual labor that Mark and Luke and all of them were doing. I'm like, that does not appeal to me, but I was thankful that they were there sweating out and doing it. Well, also, because of your mega heart of giveness, we had the opportunity and the honor to give to this church in Ghana, and which is so cool that we were able to support them in some way. I hope that in the future we're able to do more with them, maybe make a trip there and, and serve in some way. You know, I'm always pushing them. What do you think we should go do this? But um, so I'm going to leave with uh, a video. So I told Tina, you know, have our, our guest of honor today that is going to come, and you're going to meet him in a second. I said, do you have some pictures? I know they went back, the Dakotas went back this summer uh, and visited family and friends and stuff, and so she sent me a video. And so, Mark, you guys, you know, with all the construction you're doing there, there our, the church in Ghana is also under construction. A little bit different than what we do, but I want you to see this video, and then Daniel will come up and introduce our guest. Oh, <laughs> 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. I just want to say this quickly. Okay, you guys are seeing this picture that is the building in Ghana, the church, Anytime Assembly of God Church in Ghana. They are building it, and you can see how the people are doing the manual work for it to work, right? And they are not, uh, if, uh, this church you see today, they are building. So you see today the people who go to churches there, you see the, the like the church children uh, Sunday school, they do it in open air. And like you see how our uh, parking lot, that's when they just put chairs and then uh, we, we do Sunday school. You see, yeah, that's what is going on today. But because of the help of you guys in this church, soon that church will be completed and people will have opportunity to do this. When I, uh, my wife and uh, me and my wife, we told Pastor we're going to Ghana, and you know that uh, we know we went, I mean, we know this church and we went to this church. Then Pastor came and said, um, that time we're in the middle of uh, the coffee shop, right? We're thinking how to get money. Pastor was going around with the paperwork, with the, the, the CD and everything. And then Pastor told me that they want to sow into the, I mean, into this church. You want to, this church wants to give you $500, $500 to be given to this church. And in my mind, I said, we're looking for money to build a coffee shop, Pastor. How do you give money for somewhere else? How, then how, when will we be able to build our coffee shop? Um, somebody, whenever my pastors say something, trust my pastor so much. I told my pastor. So I said, okay, God has given him something. He's, God laid it upon his heart, right, for this church to do that. So, I said, okay. But in my mind, I said, are you pastor? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> but he did it anyway. So we took uh, $500 there to this church, and as you see, that is what is happening. But you know something, the lesson I learned, right, that God says that don't worry about what you what your problem is, right? Because we're worshiping God, we're serving Him, we're doing the right thing, right? So God, God said, I got your back. Hallelujah. God was telling Pastor that, look, the coffee shop, I got your back. Don't worry. Just go and do what I laid upon your heart to do. Go and support this ministry. Hallelujah. When my wife and I came back, before they were talking about only coffee shop, and all of a sudden I heard, oh, there's another uh, building. It's going to be two buildings now. Hello. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's not two buildings. First, they were talking about how we're going to get one building. But we saw into this ministry, God opened doors that we have two buildings now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I know uh, uh, Sister Michelle said it already. This church has a mega heart. And we must always learn. And it's a lesson I've learned, Pastor. You don't know how that ministered to me, that God revealed that to me, that any time, any time I'm in a situation and I'm thinking about myself, don't worry, God say, I got your back. Just do what I say you should do. And don't question me. Hallelujah. Amen. Upon that note, I invite Pastor Terry. Pastor Terry. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We in Africa like shout. <laughs> shout a lot. And uh, love God so much. Before I tell you something about what is happening in my ministry, when I told the church I was coming to visit, they gave me something to be given to pastor. And uh, I want to do that before. Where's your wife? <laughs> this is uh, greetings from Ghana.
give him these gifts. These are wonderful gifts. 100% and it is for you. So that anytime you pay it off, it's a bond between you and I. We have become friends, we have become partners in this ministry of God. much for this opportunity. I want to thank God for giving me Daniel and the wife and the family. And Daniel and the wife really are mine. Daniel is really a person to me. We grew up in the same neighborhood, in the same town. And then uh, as we grew along, we traveled and now he's here with you. Um, <coughs> I want to talk a little about myself because I need to introduce myself to you. I'm Reverend Teriaga, a pastor of an Assemblies of God Church in O, precisely. I have a wife called Agnes, and we have three children two boys and one girl. Um, we love the Lord for so long a time now. Really, in ministry, I am now 25 years in ministry. When Lilia and uh, Tina came to Ghana for a visit, they came to our church and they brought us 500 pastor said you should give this to the church. And it was like, pastor doesn't know me. Never heard of me before. Why would he do that? And he told me, pastor said, he's giving this out because I am building a coffee shop and I want God to do something tremendous so that this coffee shop will come to pass and it will be over. So that people can really come, sit down, hear the gospel one way or the other. And we got that money that day. We really sat down. Some knelt down. Some were crying to the Lord that God do it for him. Though we don't know him, this is what he has done for us. Lord, whatever is in his heart, may it come to pass. And so I am glad that I came here today and I'm hearing that it's almost completed. That's just about a year. Yeah, just about a year. And another one is being healed. It's awesome. How many believe we have a wonderful God? Amen. He can do it for us. He's a wonderful man. And Pastor, as I entered here, the Lord told me specifically to tell you the expectation that you have, he has accomplished it for you. Just as I met you there, that was the word the Lord gave to me, that I should tell you that which was expected, he has finished it for you. And I want to tell the church, I am officially Inviting you to God. Yeah. Officially, you come and then you see what the Lord does. You know, 20 minutes to talk about what God is doing there is just too small. But when you come over, I mean, I'm there, I'm your host. Don't worry, don't fear. You will enjoy and you will see what the Lord does. I was trying to force, I was pressing him some time ago. Do you remember that he should come for a convention, a Christmas convention uh, in Ghana? That was last year, right? And he was telling me, you are getting married. So because you are getting married, I mean, he can't do anything otherwise. 
But I was still pressing. <laughs> Don't worry, he's going to marry, but come over and see what the Lord is doing. He said, No, not now, but right now, I'm in front of you. I'm in front of So, church, allow him to count. I'm there for him. Even if Dan will not bring you, I'm there for you. Okay? Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm serious. We have a very wonderful time. It's a big convention. Almost Christmas time. And you definitely be a guest speaker one day. If not this year, next year. <laughs> All right? Yeah, that's the deal. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I want to see him. I want to really see him because it's like when I talk to him, we are on the same land. And that is what the Lord does. He's connecting us together. And, and, and so I'm happy today I'm here to see you. I'm so happy. I'm going to tell my wife I've seen the man here. <laughs> Ah, I'm excited to see you all. And my heart goes for you. Uh, there is somebody here too. The Lord said that to tell you uh, you are having a severe bed in your inner man. The Lord said it's healing you. I don't know who that person is, but this is what I heard right now. The Lord said it's healing you. It's healing right now for you. You are delivered. Amen. amen. Can somebody say amen to the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm born to a, a family of five. My dad is now late, but my mom is around. I'm the third born, two boys, and then the three girls. But I'm the most notorious one, mountain. Everything that happens in the house, those days when we were young, something spoils. Who did it? It's the stubborn boy, Terry. And my dad will lash me. <laughs> I got to a point, he was so angry and said, Nothing good will come out of you because of how notorious I was. Nothing good will come out of you. But I know something good will come out of me. So when the time came, and the Lord just showed up, when I was very sick, I don't know what to do. Almost to the verge of dying, then the Lord showed up. A friend just told me, if you want to leave, just get Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Then, I said, is that for real? He said, yes. And I said, okay, Lord, come into my heart. Take control of my life. Today, I surrender to you. Instantly. Instantly. I got healed. Amen. And so for the past 30 years, or 35 years, I became a born again Christian. I'm a fire for the Lord. We started this ministry just after I left Bible college. I'm my wife. And in Ghana, it's like if the Lord called you in the service of God organization, do it. So I got married. Senior, I graduated from Bible College. Took my wife from my hometown to Ho, which is the capital city in the Volta region. The two of us started in our rented apartment. So my wife is the praise leader. My wife is the usher, and my wife is everything. <laughs> so after she finished with us. Me and her, she will sit down 
Then I'll say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll preach to my wife. For almost one and a half years, we were just two in that room, apartment. And that was what was going on. I was trying to cry to the Lord. Is it true you called me to ministry? Then why are people not coming? I'll go out, witness, they'll tell me, they'll come. When Sunday comes, we are there and nobody will show up. So my wife had to really do all that. Then, in the same house, she got pregnant. So it was coming down to people. But we have a very living God, a faithful God, a God who said what he planned concerning your life. He will surely accomplish it. If it is really from the Lord, it doesn't matter how long you're going to wait. But as you wait, you will see the Lord's hand showing up. Amen. By the time I went, the room was filled. How it happened, I don't know. Who did it? It's only the Lord. Because the Lord said, I am building my church. The gates of earth can never prevail against it. It is not an effort of man. But what the Lord is doing is what he will do. So once that small room got filled, that day the Lord told us he has given us a land. That go out now and launch to the deep. So we went out from the house and entered into another sphere. That was where the church now begins to grow. Hallelujah. I am now a pastor, now the district pastor of uh, our local area, having a position of about 35 churches under me. We are doing a wonderful job for the Lord. And I want to tell you now, where we have gotten to in this world, and where we have gotten to in Christianity, it is no longer donations. It is now partnership. You partner, you get God's work done. You donate, it goes somewhere, you don't even know where it has gone to. But if you partner, accountability is always there. You go after what you are doing and then you see the results. And you can give glory to the Lord. Amen. And so when I entered into John's life, I was just like, this will be a man that will be a good partner. And this church, in the divine area of the Lord, we have already begun to partner with our church in Ghana. If not because of this partnership, I will not even have been here. Because when John heard that I was coming to Billy, I mean Daniel, he just told me, Pastor Terry, if you come, I'll give you a Sunday to come and talk to us. That's wonderful. Awesome. You don't know me anyway. You have not seen me before. You don't even know my ministry. But he opened up and brought me here. It is true. What I'm hearing, you have a mega heart. So, what you saw, because they gave me 20 training minutes, I'm almost I mean, getting there. Uh, when we look to the Bible, I just want to give a little emphasis on this. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, verse 8, tells us we will really receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We shall be witnesses. We shall be witnesses and will continue to be witnesses from one place to another, to another, to another. And that everybody here, I suppose, know about that. But the power that we're talking about is not a power to be at one place. It's a power to work. It's a power to really show forth who God is in your life. 
It's a power to transform your mind, to transform your attitude, to transform your character, to transform everything about you so that God will be exalted all the time. Amen. And so that power cannot put you in the... I always tell my church, if that power is in you, you will always be uncomfortable. When you are comfortable, it means that power is not yet in you. Because that power will make you uncomfortable. You can't be at one place. You can't be the same. You will continue to want to do what God said you must do. You'll be looking for God. You want God to use you because you see the need that people are perishing. The work needs to be done. That power is the power of the Holy Spirit. And I challenge each and every one of us here. If we say that power is in us, we got to wake up and do more. I love you so much for the heart you have. But I want to still push you a little. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, in, 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 in Africa, we pray for everything. We pray for everything. Even water to drink, you have to pray for it. Because at some places, water is not flowing like, like that. So you have to continue to pray and tell God, God, let the rain fall. For your children to go to school, you have to pray. Everything that you need to do in Africa, you have to pray. If you don't pray, something will happen to you. But you know, God is so faithful, John. Is so faithful as you cry, your little cry in prayer, by the time you are aware, God provides. Amen. God shows up. And when we, who are now born again, we are mad for Jesus. Crazy for the Lord. Doing crazy things. Sometimes they see you as if, are you the only one who knows God? Because we cannot stay cool. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, to come to your level because when I came, I saw that everybody had the whole thing. But we will shout. <laughs> we shout. Because, like the Bible says, by violence, Shall we take it? By violence. Because the kingdom has suffered violence. And so people who are born of God must take it by force, by violence. So that has been in our DNA. So you, 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 hey. Amen. <laughs> I want to tell you, the spirit of the Lord is here. I, I feel I feel to minister, but it's, I, they said I should give a, I mean, a testimony about what God is doing in my ministry. So I'm here for a while. If the Lord is upon your heart and you want me to come back, I'll come back and minister and share the word with you. But the Lord has been here. What you saw is our auditorium we are also building. Your money has already been inside, and we love God for that. We are building a capacity of uh, 2,500 auditorium, that's what we are building. Uh, it's only unfortunate. I didn't bring, because you told me it's only 20 minutes. So I said, why would I go to the shop for 20 minutes? I mean, so. <laughs> but I would love to. 
you know, I would love to, so that you see really what is happening. Anyway, we are believing God by 2020, that auditorium should be finished. And God has been awesome. He's doing it for us. The target is like built to me, Daniel told me, our church has, we want to build so that the children can also have, I mean, portion of the of the building to have their I mean, children services. Now, children are most of them outside. Some are under the tree, and some are, I mean, in some small portion. But that is not the best. They are our future leaders. And we are thinking about them. We are crying that God let this be done so that these children can have a nice place to be. And we are thankful to the Lord. Your support will make a way. Amen. Amen. It will definitely make a way. So, brothers and sisters in the Lord, this is the few I want to really share with you today. This is me. Really, because God healed me instantly, I have a healing ministry. And just like I'm telling you, somebody is here and the Lord is working on you. Working on you that your life will never be the same. He's touching you right now. Putting something new in your life. Making you to be awakened and causing you to carry on walking with him. But there's a miracle in this house. Amen. Amen. Somebody is receiving healing. Complete healing right now. I don't know who you are from here. The Lord just do it for you. May there be a testimony. Lord, do it to your own glory. Finish it up. Accomplish it, oh God. Let that be done. May that sickness go right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, do it for him. Lord, do it. Do it to your own glory. May there be a testimony. Yes, Lord. That this pastor from Ghana came and you used him to heal this ailment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, it is done. It, it is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Totally done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, the, 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 the wind of the Lord is blowing here. I can feel it. I can taste it. And I can tell you. God is right here. You have a wonderful pastor. A man that is a general. A man that has the heart for the work of God. Support him. Hold him. Listen to him. And the Lord who called him began a new thing in his life. He will definitely can I hear that amen? Amen. So finally, to conclude, Peter was one of the people who had a cry. I mean, uh, Philip had a cry and went out. One thing I know, check it well, Ask chapter 1, verse 8. It's what the Lord wants us to do. But if we are not doing that, then we will enter into Ask chapter 8, verse 1. If we obey Ask chapter 1, verse 8, we will not enter into Ask chapter 8, verse 1. Can, some, can you read that for me, brother? Then I'll close on that. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. 
Then you go to Acts chapter 8, verse 1. I just want you to get what is there right now. Then I will ask you something. Yeah. No. Chapter 1, verse 8. First. Yeah. And then go to chapter 8, verse 1. Yeah. So do, do that two things at once. to obey Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So Acts chapter 8 verse 1 happened. God allowed persecution to come. So they have to now compulsively go out and do the work of the Lord. I always tell people my, my church if we don't do Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Acts chapter 8 verse 1 will happen in the church. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. His confidence be upon you and love you all. And God willing to come and share with you on a good day. Thank you so much. We have a lot of similarities. Not only the same number of children and boys and girls, and you figured that out but also that we've been in ministry about the same time. You know, when Gwen and I took the church, God had put a fire inside of me, and some of the quotes that lit me up was try to prove God true. In other words, let God be true and every man a liar. Pastor John, you know, you're young, and, you know, I don't know if it's going to be that easy. And I, I knew that. But then I read the quote that said, our God is so big, try something so daring that those people that go beyond you think you almost are crazy to even have started. And I, I love what he said about we're doing some crazy things. This morning, before we take up our offering, we want to bless the church in Africa. About a month ago, I spoke on the Sunday that our team got back from Honduras and they came back fired up in how they ministered not only to the children that was in the children's home, but also to those that had traveled for miles and waited months just to have a medical team. And if you remember the passage of scripture I used was Matthew chapter 25 that really is kind of titled the sheep and the goats. And I want you just real quick, before we go any further, to recall that message where I said that on the day that the Son of Man comes back with his angels and sits on his throne of glory, he will say to the righteous as the unrighteous as he separates one from the other. He says this, listen to this. It says the king, because earlier it said the son of man, but now it says the king will say, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was a stranger, you welcomed me in. When I needed clothes, when I was sick, when I was in prison. Now, now this morning, you remember that because they said, when did we do this? To you, Jesus. And both groups were unaware that they were ministering to Jesus when they had done it to one of the least of the people that were around them. This morning, I want you to get this. When you come to know Jesus Christ and make him personal savior of your life, you make him Lord of your life. Everybody with me? Everybody with me. You, you don't just say, I want you to be savior to keep me from hell. But you say, God, you're Lord over my life. In other words, I will take up my cross and follow you. The only way to God is through Jesus. 
And Jesus is God, but on the way through the Father to the Father. Now, now we, we lay down our life, but sometimes it is hard in our culture to you know lay our life on the altar as a sacrifice. Be what to, to, to give our life to God. We we continue going, you know, I can lay down that, but I don't want to lay down everything. This morning, if I stuck a mic in front of your face, which you can relax, I'm not. But I said, what is your priorities in life? What is your priorities? What is number one in your life? If you're a believer, you'd say, you know what? God's number one. Now, if you've been in church for quite a while, you probably go. And number two is my, my family. And number three is my, <laughs> I'd love to say church, but most people say my job. But God, you are number one in my life. And therefore, your kingdom, even including the things of ministry, the things of God in the church. But you're number one in my life. And then somewhere down the line comes our social things that we do. I mean, you can fill in the blank because we all have social things. Now, when I say that, I, they're not negative. If you've been on a vacation, social. If you've been out to eat, with anybody social, that, that's good. Priority. Nobody here is saying that you shouldn't take a time of rest. And then somewhere down the line, maybe even closer, is your desires. I'm just going to lump it all into desires. And that's, you know, I, I really like a new Batmobile. You know, I, I, I'd like a new Frisbee. You know, whatever it is. I make a light of it because I don't want to say anything because of, hi, I got one of those. But our, 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 even as we're coming out of our Christian education as a church, and hopefully you were involved in that, if not, you, you missed an opportunity. But the, the Christian education that we just are coming out of, we just finished today, was called Boundaries. And really, we were putting focus on our priorities that's Boundaries. And being able to say no to things that are not our priorities. Now, we can say yes to them, but they're just not going to override our, our priorities. There's going to be a balance. If we know our priorities, then we can balance. We can say yes to the things that are most important. So this morning, why, why do we do missions as a church? Is it just something to make us feel good? Or is it something that, that does something inside of us? There, there, it's a win-win. Why do we do missions? Here it is. It's because what our, who our number one has asked us to do. Our number one priority is God. And our number one has asked us to do missions. To go. To act. And to love. To go. Not just... <laughs> Come on now. It's not just in this building, and everybody would agree with that. It's not just to our Jerusalem, which is Keller area, but we know that it's Keller, the Mid-Cities, Fort Worth, Texas, the United States. But also, as you know, we, we've been to Honduras this year. I've been officially asked to go to Africa. <laughs> I was I was on the bubble, but now I'm officially I'm in. <laughs> When you heard that, official. We, we, we've gone to Honduras. We have our eyes on Brazil. We we're trying something so big that we have to have God. Now this morning, as, as before we take up this offering, we, we know that be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might know God's good, perfect, and pleasing will. And, and sometimes we, we, we jockey around and it's sometimes to our advantage to go, God, I really don't know your will. So therefore, I can't do your will. But we know that when the word of God changes our thinking, it begins to change our emotions and then our choices. 
You know the, the whole transformation process. So listen to this. This is what God gave me this morning. Our emotions are there when we are God-driven and not our emotions are driving us. Listen. To be allowing our emotions to be a gauge on the dashboard of our car. In other words, watch this. I have a car and the check engine light came on. It always seems to do that right about a month before the inspection. <laughs> Ankle butter. I've already talked about that. And you can now go to a, an AutoZone or O'Reilly's and they'll come out and, and they'll put that little thing in there, you know, in your car to say what the code is that's going off in the car. Yesterday, the guy came out and said, uh, in that Texas accent, you got there too, it's going off. Now, I don't know much about mechanics, so when... Is that good? <laughs> no, that's bad. He says it's two sensors that are telling you these things are wrong. You, you need to go to a, a, a mechanic and take care of If it wasn't for that check engine light that came on on the dashboard, I would have never knew those things were going wrong. You with me? So here's what I'm going to come up with as a gauge on everybody. If God is saying when when I was hungry, thirsty, a stranger. And everybody that would be a believer in Jesus Christ would go, oh man, let me help you, Jesus. I'll help you. But when somebody next door asks us to help them, we go, hmm. But Jesus said, when you do it, unto the least one of these. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you a phrase, just kind of as a test this morning. And then... I want you to look down at your dashboard and watch if any gauge is going off. I want you to all help me move about a month from now. From one house to another. I'm not moving, but I just want you to think of it. We're going to have a couple U-Hauls there. You need to put on your work clothes on a Saturday. Come on over and help. Now some of you are going, he's just kidding. But, but you, has, surely everybody's here has helped somebody move. Is it the most unselfish thing you can do on the face of the earth? I'm kidding. But if somebody comes up to you and says, could, could you help me move next week? You go, hub it, hub it, hub. did you say next week? No, I said a month from now. No, no, a month from now. Yeah, I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> I've got to change the tape on my photo album. I've got to organize my sock drawer. So this morning, I, I thought about this. Now, that might not bother you, like, you know, just because I've helped a lot of people. And we all say about what God has given us is just God, because you know it, it's God's to use until God asks us to use it. God blessed me some years ago with a truck, and I got a lot of friends when I got that truck. And then I got a 16-foot trailer, and I got more friends than you can even count. But when I have three boys and dad. Oh man, I got even more friends than I thought I could handle. Now, now, what am I making a point? Because God has blessed me with those things, I'm able to bless somebody else, but it all goes back to my attitude of if I want to do it or not. If God says in those things that even those people in that passage of goats and sheep were unaware, God's still saying, you had all the resources to do what I'm saying is for the righteous, and those that chose not to do it, I'm categorizing as unrighteous. See, as, as believers, sometimes we think that if we don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, then we're a better Christian. Instead of focusing on doing the act of love with the right attitude, 
So, so this morning, if, you're, if you are here, and we're going to take up an offering and bless Pastor Terry and, and his church. And, and listen, we, we want to invest as a partner. And man, I love that idea of this bracelet. Cutting covenant as a partner. As we invest in their church, that we've never been there. We're saying, God, we're going to do it to somebody that we don't even really know, but we know the pastor now. We're going to invest in a ministry that, again, God, we want to do all the things that you've asked us to do as a church. So when you get into the place of seeing your money, and I'll get my money out, and, and you go, did you need me to move next week? It's the same thing about giving. Do I have to give some more? It's a game that you can look at on the dashboard of your life and say, I need to start working on that. Yeah. There's things going on in my life that is wrong if I can't do the things that God has asked me to do. God has blessed us all so much. We have to depend on God, but sometimes we take it for granted. Even what Pastor Terry was saying, that they have to pray for, that they believe that God's going to provide. Don't lose, don't lose sight of how much God has blessed you for one reason. That's because he loves you in order that you can be a blessing. So this morning, let's take up this offering. We're going to bless the church, Pastor Terry, we're going to believe that we're going to see that church go up before 2020. Wouldn't that be wonderful? As a general contractor, it would be wonderful to bless them. Let's pray. Father, you are a good father. And so many times we've come to you with requests that God, that we're expecting and needing a miracle. And Father, we, we don't put ourselves in that position to test you. But God, you're so faithful to us. And Father, you have provided so many things. And Father, we just want to, again, to, to check ourselves so that we don't wreck ourselves. And Father, we give to be a blessing, again, to see God goodness of God and the kingdom of the living. God, we thank you for this. In your name we pray. Amen. Watch these announcements. join us for National Back to Church Sunday on Sunday, September 16th. We'll have a regular service at 10.30 a.m. Immediately following service, we'll head outside where there will be a bounce house and food truck, a water slide, and so many fun outdoor activities. Be sure to dress casually that day. The tickets for the food truck must be pre-ordered and are $10 per person, and you can pick those up at the connection table in the back. We can't wait to see you there. In addition to all the Back to Church Sunday fun, on September 16th, we'll begin our new Christian education series, which is entitled Inside Out. This series will be on managing your emotions. What fun it will be to study what God's Word has to say about our emotional lives. So be sure to make plans to attend at 9.30 a.m. and make sure to stay for all the fun for Back to Church Sunday. Next week, after service on Sunday morning, plan to bring your family to Rose's Cafe. We plan to have everybody from the church there. It'll be a great time of fun and fellowship. Come meet with us. On Sunday morning, September 9th, at 9.30 a.m. during our Christian Education Hour, we will be having a prayer room. Be sure to make plans to join us as we pray over Back to Church Sunday and the needs of our community and our church for the fall season. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, next Sunday we will have no Christian education. So just come at 10.30. See you there. 
What he meant to say is there will be Christian education through the sermon, just not early out. Because he will be speaking. Why don't you stand with me? Can, can we just again give a, a special hand to Pastor Terry? Let me tell you that the act of faith initiated by being able to support that church on the basis of Daniel and Tim Koto. They have meant so much to our church. Uh, I, I can tell you that just, and I, I haven't preached in a while, do not miss the ninth, but just, I'm going to preach on the ninth. But anyway, uh, to think back on Bruno and Lovey, and, and I've missed some opportunities to bless them. You know, from now on, I, I, I keep looking at opportunities like uh, Daniel and Giselle and Daniel and Tina coming from other countries to this country. You know, we, we support people in our church that are from America. But you know what? When, when these couples come to our church and, and they're from other countries and they're going. And they just, they don't even have to talk. They just shake their head. God, here's the question. I love you very much. Thank you, Daniel and Tina, for your blessing. And if you guys didn't know, we're partners. Praise God. You guys are dismissed today. Thanks for coming.